Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Expressed Podcast. I've got the one and only King Charles Clay here. My Viking brother is a uh, breathwork instructor. He's an inner peace coach, uh, transformation coach, and all the other titles when it comes to healing and helping people become their greatest and highest selves. Thank you, Charles, for first welcoming us into your kingdom here providing these thrones for the podcast and uh, being on the show. Uh, it's such a pleasure and an honor, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's uh, let's start out a little bit with um, the, the, the titles. We'll get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. What is it that you do, Charles? Like how do you bring your gifts into the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do um, a variety of one-on-one work. I do uh, weekend immersions and um, offer online courses and all kinds of other fun, extravagant experiences. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's um, the work I've been really focused on lately is this inner peace process that's just been gold for really honoring and understanding and gaining the lessons and blessings from anything that's in the way of our natural state of inner peace. I love that. I love that. That was something I was really curious about um because obviously we we know and a lot of coaches in our circles but that specific part about inner peace feels really unique to you Mm -hmm. and the way that you show up as well Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about inner peace process Mm -hmm. yeah i feel that it's our natural state i even call it uh i call it sovereignty (laughs) and it's like when you're fully embodied each and every cell of your being with your unique life force energy and there's no room for anything else. And it's just this like deep pillar of home base. Mm. And it's just like deep knowing of peace, even in the craziest storms and just that like tapped into that well of unlimited joy. What are the things that bring you there? Ah, breath is one of the greatest tools that's right under our nose, right? Literally. (laughs) (laughs) See how easy that works? (laughs) Podcast gold here, people. (laughs) Yeah, it works really fast. And, um, and, And just breaking things down into simplistic form that's easily digestible is one of my gifts. Taking what's complex, taking what's um, can seem like very heady, mm-hmm. and allowing us to embody that, and it's this deep remembrance that we are our own greatest healers. And so, there's so many tools and practices, and these are some of the most potent that I've experienced that I get the honor of sharing. So, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have. Uh, only known you for about a year now or so and i've only known this version of charles clay Mm -hmm. and in this version you embody that inner peace Mm -hmm. um what was your journey like to get to this version what were the things that you had to get out of the way Mm -hmm. so many of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) how long do we have (laughs) (laughs) yeah the to reach this state um there, there was a lot in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I, I chose the hard path in a lot of ways so that I could teach an easier path. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
learning from my mistakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like people could avoid a lot of landmines yeah. <laughs> learning the smart way from other people's mistakes. So uh-huh. I've definitely made my fair share. And, you know, I, I guess uh, one, we could start with one of the big epiphanies and uh, awakenings that I had was through pain. Yeah. It was really through, um, you know, I graduated from college with my degree in kinesiology, always had a fascination and a deep love for the greatest technology in the planet, these human bodies yeah. that we get to enjoy for such a short time. And um, so that's been my course of study. And after college, I became a trainer and um, health coach and got to help people in a lot of ways with that. But there were some ways I was definitely out of integrity. Uh, Charles 1.0 was <laughs> still going out on the weekends and indulging in, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and um, you name it. And so <clears throat> that took me pretty far out of alignment. And you know how the universe gives you like a little feather, a little like mm-hmm. little love tap. Yep. Okay, you're a little out of alignment here. You should just make a shift, you know. <laughs> Didn't listen to that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then you'll get like... At the equivalent of like hit in the head with a brick mm-hmm. from the universe is like, Hey, you really should make a change now, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and that might be just, you know, a terrible hangover or, or dealing with some consequences of bad decisions from mm-hmm. the night before. And so that was enough to, you know, make me, all right, I need to make some changes here. Yeah. And I set out on that course and it worked for a while, mm-hmm. but I'm sure as you can relate, like it's easy to old habits die hard. And I fell back into old patterns and, um, of consumption and, mm-hmm. and avoidance and, and all the things. So it wasn't until I found myself, um, up in mammoth mountain. And that was when I like really got hit by like the Mack truck mm-hmm. and the, the realization like, wow, this pain is such a strong intense message Mm -hmm. to make some changes fast and uh so here i was on this mountain in a full-on blizzard like there was snow going every which way they shut down the lifts because it was so unsafe Mm -hmm. and we were me and my two buddies were up at the top and there was nobody else around. You could barely see like a couple feet in front of you. Oh, wow. And so we had to um, just stay low like ninjas and be ready for anything and just charge. And it was fun, you know, halfway down the, halfway down the mountain. It's like we're flowing. And then uh, all of a sudden, I remember just this feeling like I just took a jump that I didn't know was there. Oh, wow. And I ended up in midair. And everything, like those moments when things just kind of slow down. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know where the ground is. I don't know where the landing's at. And so when I hit, I tensed up and just smashed my lumbar spine. Uh-huh. And it felt like this lightning bolt of yeah. just like intense pain. And I remember like yelling to my friends, hoping that I could get some help. They were already like flying down the mountain. And I looked at my phone. My phone was dead. So here I am on this freaking mountain in a blizzard oh. in so much pain I could barely move and oh. had to figure out how to get down. Yeah. And so um, that that allowed me to really channel <laughs> my like inner Spartan warrior in that moment oh, yeah. and, and um, just clicked my board off and sat on it and started just little by little going mm. down the mountain. And then I'd have to roll over and just breathe into the pain and and um and it was like 
11 out of 10 Mm. on the pain scale is the most I've experienced physically. And so that was a journey just getting down. And then, then I went and saw these doctors and got x-rays and MRIs and all the things. And all these doctors are telling me that you need surgery ASAP and that you might never move the same again. And that was devastating news to hear from me because yeah. I love these bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, man, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that is my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, in that moment, um, even in fear, I was able to access my intuition mm-hmm. and just made a deal with myself yeah. that I would try everything to heal this naturally mm-hmm. without going under the knife and putting my power into others' hands. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad I made that deal because it led me to having to really like surrender to everything I was avoiding, Mm -hmm. right? So all the emotions, the fear, the shame of, you know, I could barely even stand up straight, let alone get to work Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, guilt um, for all decisions I had made and just really got to sit with that mm-hmm. for the first time, like all the things that I was coping with the sex, drugs and rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. And so crying and feeling through all that, um, I sat there and set an intention in a meditation and said, you know, I'm open to receiving all answers to healing this naturally. Mm-hmm. And during that meditation, a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in two years had just happened to text me while I'm in meditation mm-hmm saying, hey, I heard your back's in bad shape. Um, you should check out neurokinetic therapy. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> is this? And it took me down this amazing rabbit hole, um, the work of David Weinstock, who's just a genius at getting answers from the body, muscle testing, and getting to the root of you know dysfunction, pain, and, and how to relieve that. And mm-hmm. so as I started watching all his videos, I was like, man, I need to get a session ASAP. And in my first session, I was a wreck. Like I looked like Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move, you know, like <laughs> my hips out to the left, my upper body's to the right. And I was in so much pain. And, um, and I remember this, um, lovely gal, Christina, she was, you know, level three neurokinetic therapist. And, and she got me on the table and started testing these muscle groups and found that my glutes weren't firing. And I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? Yeah. I, I have huge glutes. Work out every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like. Take a look so, at these yeah. glutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I realized that, wow, this is, we've already discovered some dysfunction here. Mm-hmm. And, and then she had me clench my jaw and retested the glutes. And all of a sudden, they're back online. Mm. And so. My body had just showed us where the compensation pattern was, mm-hmm. which was in the jaw. It was this neurological traffic jam, so the signal couldn't get to my big guns, the glutes, to yeah. help fire, stabilize the spine, to keep everything in alignment. So she found a couple other, you know, compensation patterns like that and muscles that weren't firing, turned it back online. I got off the table and I was like, oh, I can move again. Yeah. I started dancing, gave her a big <laughs> hug. I was like, this wow. is amazing. And so I knew right then I had an mm-hmm. epiphany and I was like, this is my medicine. This is my path. Mm-hmm. Like I need to learn this and dive yeah. deep into this. And 
so grateful to get to take that journey and study under David Weinstock mm -hmm. and take all his courses and become certified as neurokinetic therapist yeah. and get to offer this to others mm -hmm. because so many people still don't know about mm -hmm. neurokinetic therapy. And, um, and so it's been, you know, that allowed me to really advance my practice mm -hmm. and the work I was doing as a trainer and a health coach it was just like this new level of medicine to, yeah. to help serve with. And, um, and again, like that realization of like, wow, this gift came from the most pain I've ever experienced and the biggest challenge I was facing at the time. And what other gifts are in these challenges? And, and I'm sure you can relate, like yeah. looking back, there are always these lessons and blessings mm -hmm. through our hardest you know, challenges and hurdles in life. And so the same thing that helped me like turn my reticular activation. It's like my attention onto what are the lessons and blessings through any challenge mm -hmm. and even through any uncomfortable feeling Yeah, and like really um, diving into that instead of avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And that's when it unlocked a lot of magic in my life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> magic. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> and isn't it magical how these like small, seemingly small series of choices they just line up to be some of the most impactful moments of your life? Like mm -hmm. if you could draw back the choices that happened to that point that was like mm -hmm. boom, and then the point of even just setting the intention of saying no to the surgery, of yeah. just being like, I'm going to meditate on this. Yep. boom comes in and the choice to go do it it's just mm -hmm. like all of these series of choices so at that time in your life were you tuned in to uh like what we would call intuition were you tuned mm -hmm. into that and was it was it guiding you at that point in your life absolutely yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was a it was a greater intelligence yeah with it, within my body mm -hmm. like that that gut feeling you know, I wasn't mm -hmm. as in tune then, but even to be able to access that in a fear state yeah. was, was good enough to, <laughs> to help me on this path. Uh -huh. And then of course, um, realizing that and connecting more with that intelligence has mm -hmm. been unlocked even more gifts. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's looking back, connecting all those dots. It's like, man, I, I don't have to have any regrets because mm -hmm. it all synchronistically yeah. landed that way so that I could be here today in, in this evolved form, you know, looking yeah. back, it's like, wow, that was a decade ago. And I was such a different person, mm. you know, like it's one of the conversations I love having with, with friends or people that you just meet is like round table. What's the stupidest thing you did growing up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one, it's amazing stories, uh -huh. right. That yeah. like unfold and you really get to know people. Uh -huh. like God. And two, it's this realization of like stepping back into those old versions of ourselves, like how far we have come, how much we have evolved since yeah. then, which is really beautiful. I like moments like this when you get to acknowledge mm -hmm. that you, you mm -hmm. get to tell the stories of like, wow, these were the stupid things that I did that may, I mean, maybe stupid, but they yeah. got me here. Yep. And um, just recognizing it. Cause for me, every time I do that, it gives me forgiveness at mm -hmm. the decisions and choices I'm making in the moment. Yep. And even when there's judgment there and like, oh, this is the wrong path or wrong step. Just like, well, and learn from that. And like that might take me somewhere. I have no idea yep. where it's going to lead me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And by, you know, going back and making peace 
with those younger versions of ourselves mm-hmm. it allows us to fully be present and enjoy yeah. the magic in each moment so you're not yeah. dragging those anchors of the past those exactly decisions. yeah yep mm-hmm. and that gets really heavy yeah when we try to do that and whatever we're avoiding or <laughs> it gets like you know ends up as issues in our tissues and yeah. and it gets heavy yeah it's a lot it's a lot to carry was there any um specific like practices or exercises or meditations that you did to make peace with those those past versions of self Mm -hmm. yeah so luckily i had a great deal of healers and shamans and teachers along the way that were also very synchronistic as they showed up (laughs) and and um and so i'm eternally grateful for all those that have each given me a piece. It's almost like life's a buffet mm-hmm. and those things that you really resonate with that yeah. like it tastes the best to you. Mm-hmm. Those are what I really embody and practice and master mm-hmm. and then get to like condense all that into something that's more simplified mm-hmm. and easier to use so that, you know, it's something as simple as like I used to do an hour long uh, morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Right. And I taught like good morning rituals and, breath work and movement and meditation and and now I'm a father and you know I have two puppies and a baby so like (laughs) I'm able to condense that down to like five minutes some days you know and um and so it's good to have those those tools that can bring you back Mm. to sovereignty yeah sovereignty I love that Mm. yeah that's one thing I I really admire about you and a lot of our other friends who are great models for myself for the the partner codes the parenting codes and um, I was just talking with your beautiful partner about how sometimes it feels like I have so much on my plate in my life and I'm like and how could that be possible when not in committed partnership don't have the kids one dog who's really easy to manage but um and then I look at you and just handling it with ease. And it's a great reminder that it's just, uh, you tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Like yeah. how, or, or I guess when, and then how did that shift for you? Cause then going from single man, your world is this small to now expanding, expanding, expanding. Right. Right. I mean, first it was getting really clear on what I want, mm. you know, and then, and then eliminating some of the things that were preventing me from having that. Mm-hmm. And, And so I had a big fear of, you know, I, one of my top values was freedom. Yeah. Right. And I would keep my bills low and my, you know, savings high and just travel the world and like Mm -hmm. get to really enjoy the juice and the vacation vibration of like my whole bachelor experience, you know, in that chapter of life. And I'm really glad I did that. And then I knew there was something more that my, my heart and I, I seeked, um, partnership you know, after doing a lot of this inner work and wanted to share the gold and all the lessons and blessings of life with, you know, my soulmate. And so, um, had some really powerful practices for calling her in Mm -hmm. and, um, and fear was every step of the way. Yeah. Right. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, we get to dance with fear again. Like here's, do I have to give up this freedom Mm -hmm. and this independence to, step into partnership and then fatherhood, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was what was really like kind of slowing me up (laughs) a lot. And, and so I decided that I get to do it my way Mm. and that these things don't have to be given up. It's just a new chapter, like a new level of freedom. And, and in doing that, as I stepped into that and like get to 
soul gaze with my little one-year-old daughter it's just like this deep recognition of wow like with more responsibility like upgrading my ability to respond yeah. comes greater meaning in life and so that makes life just so much more rich mm. and it's so much more selfless mm -hmm. and 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 that is that's the real juice of life you know like yeah. getting to support this beautiful you know <laughs> she's talking angel, to us knows, right now yeah. Knows, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was one of the first yeah, things daddy. one of the first things too she says yeah yeah <laughs> and and uh she's just such a beautiful spirit and i just feel so honored to mm. to get to support her and and get to take care of her mm. through this 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 whole life we have together and she is such a huge teacher for me yeah and always reminds me to keep taking my own medicine you know, because mm -hmm. every layer of old belief systems that no longer serve every like generational wound that I can go inward and heal. That's one less BS program <laughs> wound yeah. that she needs to carry on yeah. for generations. Mm -hmm. And so that's inspired me more than ever to keep mm -hmm. taking this medicine. What was something that happened recently that was a reminder for you that she she like was like, here, daddy. Mm -hmm. deal with this um you know real recently she's she's been uh she's like an expert purger mm. and so she's been you know ate something that didn't didn't do well with her her body and so she's just been like throwing up and and uh middle of the night you know and and this is like we were boating all day and, you know, super tired like that. Yeah. Like I just want to recharge and, and sleep. And, uh, and then we have this puppy that has to go to the bathroom every two hours mm -hmm. with a little bladder, you know? And so it's like, <clears throat> I get up, I don't have much sleep and I just take care of these things mm -hmm. because she needs us then, yeah. you know, and we've, we've signed up for this, we've chosen this. Mm -hmm. And so this is part of the deal is, um, and we can look at it like, oh man, I'm freaking tired now and I didn't get any sleep last night and I could easily fall into that. Yeah. But instead I set my intention. I'm like, man, this is the dojo. Yeah. This is the training. Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, like Navy SEALs, they, mm -hmm. they put them under like massive sleep deprivation <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. like throw them in the heat of battle. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do uh -huh. with that? You know? Yeah. And so, so it's built this like deep internal resilience mm. that, um, you know, I can just show up for more. Yeah. And so she's a great teacher in that way. Beautiful. Yeah. One thing I'm, I'm really curious about that I observe you and Brandilyn do really well is the flow you have between like managing those duties. Mm -hmm. What is the like explicit process that you guys go through to navigate that? Do you guys have roles? Do you have times? How does that flow? Because you guys do it very gracefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have roles that took a little while to, you know, we, you learn as you go and yeah. you adapt really fast. And so, um, we've gotten to a place where it's, it is a nice flow now mm -hmm. and, and there's always curveballs. Yeah. There's always life throws you curveballs, And, uh, but I, I feel really blessed that, um, Brandon is such an incredible mom. Like yeah. I always just sit and watch them sleep. Like Sophia just sleeps right on her, you know, next to the boob. And it's like, mm -hmm. it just melts my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the way she shows up as a mother is just so inspiring and so nurturing to even witness mm -hmm. that um, it's just this deep reverence, appreciation, and honoring of the divine feminine, of, of, 
of motherhood. And so like, you know, there's ways I can always show up even more for that, you know, where I drop the ball and I'm not, you know, um, being as present as I could and stuff. So it's like these quick reminders. And now I pay attention to the feathers. Yeah. The universe gives me like, (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) And instead of waiting for the Mack trucks or the bricks to learn the lessons. Mm -hmm. And so that just makes life so much more easeful and graceful for Mm us. And, um, you know, we have our stuff and we have just some, some really powerful tools for moving through resistance and uh, we've upgraded our communication so it's um allows for that ease and grace yeah yeah beautiful tangent question do you know the origin of the feather the brick and the mac truck because i've been saying Mm. that for years and i have no idea where i got it from i've passed it along i've shared it and i don't know who to credit for that (laughs) i wish i did it's It's i always i always just quote like some wise man. Some wise man. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, wise somebody, man. Yeah. I know yeah. I didn't make it up. Right. Right. <laughs> it came somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember the exact source of that, but I'd love to give credit. I as would well too. Yeah. Because it's uh, credit yeah, to a wise it's man. definitely in the collective and it's such a great it analogy is. for, you know, the finding ease and grace yeah. in the path through challenges. Yeah. And um, there's another great quote by. Um, another wise man. <laughs> I feel so bad. I get it. Like this is an old one and you've probably heard it. The, the root of all suffering is man's inability to sit with oneself. And I remember Charles 1.0, another huge awakening for me was that quote literally changed my life when I sat with that. Wow. Like I thought, wow, where am I suffering? Because I'm not able to sit with myself. Yeah. And so that inspired me to sit with loneliness yeah for the first time like really sitting with it and it was so uncomfortable but i watched i got to observe from like behind the projector and Mm. notice my mind try to come up with all these (laughs) short-term solutions that we've used before of like just go to the fridge and stuff it or go on netflix and escape from it or Uh just go scroll on facebook and get your dopamine fix anything to not feel this right just phone a friend you know and um and those are all the escape routes Mm -hmm. you know those are those are the band-aids that the mind provides yeah and it's really interesting to witness those because yeah. those are the, you know, coping mechanisms that we've mm-hmm. developed and are just subconscious, yeah. you know, unless we bring awareness to it. Mm-hmm. And so keep kept sitting with this uncomfortable feeling of loneliness. And, and then, you know, what happened? It passed. <laughs> and like at the bottom of it was this <laughs> new realization of like, wow, I've really haven't given myself this much time without all these distractions for a long time. And that inspired Mm -hmm. this remembrance of all these amazing ideas, gifts I want to share, things I want to bring to the world and just really helped me tap into my creator consciousness instead of continuing to choose the band-aids and the, the avoidance patterns that Mm -hmm. have been going on for so long. And by finding gold in that, um, I also didn't fear loneliness anymore in fact i was able to like really charge myself up and fill my own cup by being alone and so now i have this like deep appreciation for those moments i get to myself and i make sure to carve space for that and and as an extrovert early on you know i would used to getting my energy from others and and uh, life of the party kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so now it's like really cool to be able to fill up 
and and just feel into my energetic sovereignty mm. with my own space and then I go out with a full cup and I have so much more to offer mm-hmm. and um, just so many lessons and blessings came from that, that that inspired me to what other heavy emotions have I not had the courage to sit with? Yeah. What else can I go deeper into mm-hmm. and, and discover about myself? And yeah. every time, every mm-hmm. heavy emotion, mm-hmm. all the shame, the guilt, all the things we try to avoid or, or we just weren't taught mm-hmm. how to feel and heal through. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I take it through this inner peace process and discover something new mm-hmm. and find like new parts of myself that needed more love, safety, and support, mm-hmm. a younger version of me that was experiencing that emotion for the first time. Yeah. It's all connected to where it shows up in the body. It's giving us clues. And, and through this process, you get to really like witness as that energy finally metabolizes in my system. And then you're open to receive even greater energy right and it's and then uh and new opportunities and i hone that in on my visioneering what it is i want to create yeah and experience and and a lot of magic happens yeah yeah so it's always worth it it's like instead of i guess the other option is yeah you keep choosing the coping mechanisms until your comfort zone gets so uncomfortable and you have all this weight you've been carrying. And like, I'm sure a lot of doers can relate to this. If that's the coping mechanism, which I see a lot of my clients, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I'll just stay busy Mm -hmm. because in our society, that's a huge badge, Mm -hmm. right? We're like, well, really, how you doing? I'm really busy. Yeah. Awesome. Is that a good thing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. If it it is for you. And then, and then when they finally take a break, and they want to just chill, then it's like this volcano hits, Mm -hmm. right? It's like all this stuff erupts that they've been avoiding or not sitting with, and it can be overwhelming and and really painful. And so uh, one by one, just like taking it as they come, and then um, things that show up from the past that that get to be healed, um, every time it leads to this deep self-discovery and understanding of self that's like Mm -hmm. always worth it. Yeah, yeah, always, mm-hmm. always, every time. It. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you do you believe that that um, that pattern of distracting or avoiding um, is that is that something that's it's maybe hard to separate? Just part of the human experience that we have to overcome, and this like idea that we can just continue to uh, pull water from the well, keep digging, digging the hole um, until it it breaks, essentially. Or is, is that just some conditioning that's not really necessary that we can... I think it's more conditioning. Yeah. I think it comes from our society, the way we're brought up, that, you know, you, got, you get rewarded for being busy mm-hmm. and doing all the time and your accolades and your accomplishments, mm-hmm. and yet do you get rewarded or is it okay to just be and to feel and to cry and to express anger and all these things aren't rewarded. In fact, they're usually shunned quite a bit, right? And Mm -hmm. so we pick that up early on, you know, based on our parents' responses or how how people respond. Oh, wow, like, I I guess anger isn't appropriate to Mm -hmm. express. And, you know, I'm a guy, so I shouldn't cry because that's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the things that we watch, observe from our parents, and then we pick up and, and they just carry on unconsciously until yeah. until it gets so painful that it erupts mm-hmm. and and then it's like what do we do with all this you know yeah. so um yeah that's 
that's definitely from conditioning in our society. And, and then you can peel back the layers more and more and realize like all the brainwashing that's been going on in our society, which you still see today. And even the need to pick sides, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? Right. Um, neither. Yeah. I've never resonated with either actually. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a human on earth. So I like to call this place home and where, and, and I love hearing like other people's perspectives on that, but it's just interesting that anytime, you know, someone needs to be right and the other person's wrong, Mm -hmm. then it's automatically this like ego discussion. Right. And then we're playing out, um, the ego of games Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of communication going on. It's not a lot of wins either. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. And, um, so you know, one of the things I teach is, is upgraded communication, mm. which is like the simplest stuff, right? It's like coming back to sacred space holding, mm. you know, seeking to understand before the need to be understood. Mm-hmm. And that one's easier said than done. Yeah. Right. Cause again, we we're so conditioned to like, Oh yeah. Is someone saying you want to interrupt and share like, Oh, that happened to me or yeah. And the other, and, or you want to interject and give some advice or whatever, instead of like letting them have their experience and diving into their experience to, to see how they came to this conclusion, to see how they came to this perspective, which might be furthest from my truth. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, and that can usually an argument will ensue, but instead it's like, how, how can I really dive in and listen and understand where they're coming from to come to this conclusion? Ah, so do you imagine that's like a like a subtle form of it's like a little bit of like manipulation to like pull them into your experience to like get them closer to your view uh, unconsciously rather than just like letting it go wherever it needs to go is that just like a, a comfort for the other person so actually like, it's more you know if you really want to break it down it's choosing compassion over empathy Mm. And, and this is interesting because, you know, I took this school with Francesca McCartney and she's, it's like a, a Hogwarts school for the gifted, like yeah. it's next level, like subtle yeah. energy. And I learned yeah. so much, it's very experiential and recognizing as I stepped into my healing practice, how much energy I was taking on from others, especially in like second chakra, yeah. emotional, you know, center and creative center. And, and so that ended up. Um, you know, I would leave a conversation or an interaction and have like a stomach ache, or I would just feel super fatigued after giving a session. And so I knew something was up and off. And that was like my old program of this like heroic, mm. oh, I'm going to help heal this person. Right. And yeah. like, yeah, that <laughs> ego is so sneaky wrapping into that. And here I am like, yeah, I'm an empath. Like, yeah. that's a good thing, right? Well, here I am like dropping down to their level try to fully understand them and not even knowing I'm taking on some of that energy, trying to like process their pain for them. And that actually doesn't serve either person. Mm -hmm. And instead I've learned I can stay on my high frequency, my vibration and just seek to understand, like really understand where they're coming from. So it's just holding that space and it's like closing down second chakra to maybe 20%. And opening up fourth chakra to a hundred percent and just beaming them with compassion and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And then watch what happens in that. When you can Mm -hmm. hold that space, you allow them to come to their own conclusions 
And you, you combine that with the second pillar of radical acceptance mm -hmm. of who they are, what they've been through to come to this point and their conclusions and their perspective and, and the diversity that that adds just radically accepting that. And then the third pillar is compassion, just like really beaming them with compassion over taking on like, Oh man, I know how that feels. Like I'm there with you, you know, and like that, that type of thing is like, we're both dropping down to a lower mm -hmm. vibration and mm -hmm. then trying to help each other trying back. Up. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's like cra crabs in a pot. Almost, I know. You know? <laughs> right? like, who's yeah. got this now? Yeah. <laughs> who's <bringing it>? Exactly. <laughs> we need a third person to come in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get us out of here. And, and I had to learn that the hard way, yeah. you know? And, and so Same. now I appreciate that understanding and it's, it's helped me up level my, my sacred space holding. And, and the, the beauty of that is that when they felt seen, heard, and understood, then they, and they feel safe, then they can, whatever wants to be healed can come through emotionally. They need to cry, if they need to um, express some anger and such. And you can hold that in that container and then they receive their own medicine. They're, they come to their own conclusions. Mm -hmm. they, come, they can give themselves advice. Mm -hmm. They can access their, their higher self in that space because you're holding it for them and just beaming them with compassion. And yeah. that's literally what unlocks so much magic and so much healing. And you know, like mm -hmm. you hold epic sacred space and it is one of the most important gifts to share this day and age, you know, with yeah. the, the level of healing and humanity right now. And it can really accelerate that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's like less advice is even needed. And, yeah. and even if, Someone gives you a plate of advice. Like, mm -hmm. here's what you need. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to receive that. I you know, know. Like, it's yeah. like parts of you usually be like, nah, well, maybe he's right. But, and yeah. then when in fact they come to their own conclusion mm -hmm. and they receive their own advice, then yeah. it's like so much faster embodied mm -hmm. and then shifts can happen really fast. And, and it just allows for a deeper healing experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the more, like, it's like, you know, in law school, how they teach you how to think like a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I think this, like, inner work just teaches you how to see the lessons for yourself and everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like, oh, this happened? Okay. Uh, that's what that's that's what's showing up for me right there. That's and so it. it's, once you start, like, learning to view that way, mm -hmm. you don't need advice like advice is yeah. everywhere around us in every moment right <laughs> like, yeah it's like There's are you just listening information to information overload yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then we get super heady yeah and we're mm -hmm. like stuck yeah i can think my way out of this yeah. right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah how's that working out yeah how's that working out boy <laughs> it's like <laughs> yep oh, been there too been there too yep oh yeah yeah it's fascinating yeah it really is um and I, I think, I mean, is that just, is that same conditioning just like a, you believe that's a product of environment, like our development, like our society, or is that just another thing to overcome as a human? Well, I also think I have a deep belief and understanding that everything's happening for us. Mm -hmm. And so that allows us to see the lessons and the blessings through the challenges mm -hmm. easier. And if it weren't for challenges, 
then this epic movie that we're in mm-hmm. on planet earth wouldn't be that exciting. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's gotta be like, I, what makes a movie <laughs> some, great is the drama. villain. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like, I mean, uh-huh. so, so you, when you understand these things, like you can literally, mm-hmm. you know, stir up as much drama as you want in your life unconsciously or consciously, yeah. or you can just enjoy the subtleties, you know, and, and, um, you know, deal with those conflicts as they come up and that is each time you feel something uncomfortable in your system that is an opportunity to not choose the old coping mechanisms and instead like your own inner peace process or go inward to discover those lessons and blessings and in doing that it just frees up so much energy mm-hmm. and every time there's golden nuggets to gain there and yeah. and that's like every time you feel something uncomfortable it's an inward hero's journey yeah right and then the nuggets the golden nuggets the lessons and the blessings are what you then get to share with others to help them on their journey if if they need it and they ask and and um that's what completes that hero's journey only to begin another one of mm-hmm. course yeah and the so never ending that's what makes the the movie exciting right that's yeah makes life exciting and so i think it's a combination mm-hmm. you know of of that and and society's um the way we've been conditioned yeah mm-hmm. sure beautiful so what is your um current hero's journey i guess outside of fatherhood i know that's really primary mm-hmm. or, or a big part of your life right mm-hmm. now what else are you um what else are you creating right now in your world what's mm-hmm. your vision for for charles yeah yeah big vision Mm -hmm. um i love visioneering itself is you know like like joe dispenza puts it so well this he's a great bridge between science and spirituality Mm -hmm. it's always resonated with me and so i see a lot of that like the the science bridging with these worlds of the magic Mm -hmm. right and science is is studying what's been done so far mm-hmm. right and even einstein knew yeah. that imagination is more important than information yeah. and knowledge because that's what everything that we see here that was created started from mm-hmm. and so like really letting myself tap into that um i'm looking at big picture how we can create more universal abundance mm-hmm. and you see it in nature nature has provides us the medicine and is always giving us answers when we slow down and and just sit with it and just like the forest you know you have one tree that's ill amongst all these like giant you know pine trees through the mycelium which is this intelligent fungi right that's right in between death and life and that's like nature's worldwide web and through that they can communicate and know where to disperse more of these resources to allow for that tree to thrive too because mm. it's all interconnected right yeah. so i believe that same thing is possible with mm-hmm. humanity and it's not a matter of do we have enough resources we have more than enough resources mm-hmm. mother earth is she's just like constantly providing more than enough for every living being to thrive on the planet it's more it's a, an issue of like distributing that to the right places mm-hmm. right because there's hoarders there's mm-hmm power trippers and that you know greed that these certain corporations are built on that and and the more we keep giving that our attention Mm -hmm. and our energy and money and then it allows those things to survive Mm 
Yeah. So what I see moving forward is more this um, universal abundance potential of mm -hmm. just actualizing like, wow, where is support and resources needed most, mm -hmm. right? And it starts within ourselves, yeah. right? So the more I can find um, the parts of my inner child that are still feeling unsafe or get triggered, you know, I can lean into that. And because I know, oh, a challenge here, like mm -hmm. this is something I get to learn from, put on the lens of curiosity. And then I'm bringing that love, safety and support to myself. That child within me feels integrated back safe into my heart. And then I can provide that outward, right? To my family when, when they need it, right? And, and so a lot of that that's been stepping into learning this as a provider, like how can we create that on a bigger ripple effect scale? And it's happening. And um, and then eventually everything built here forth has to be built on the highest, like greatest good for all living beings. Mm -hmm. Like that has to be the foundation of anything that we're yeah. creating moving forward or it's going to crumble. Right. Right. And anything's temporary, but for sustainability and, and longevity, it's it has to be built on what's in the highest, greatest good for all. Mm -hmm. And that includes Mother Earth. Yeah. And, and so... I think it'll be just like we see in nature where you see a flock of birds flying and the, the, the bird in the front you'd think is the leader, but it's actually, you know, as soon as the 51% of them decide, whoop, we're going left up, mm -hmm. oh, we're going right. It's this uniform sync, you know, they're all synced up as one being. And it's the same thing you see in rapid pace with like schools of fish, yeah, which is so cool to witness, right? Oh. And, and it's, it's like not that there's, there's a leader. not a delay yeah. at all. Yeah. They're just all operating on the same frequency. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so phenomenal to watch. And that's possible with humanity too, in that as soon as enough people like that 51 percentile yeah. stop giving our attention and our energy to these corporations that are built on greed, yeah. to these businesses that are in it for the wrong reasons and start bringing our attention to oh wow look at these guys in austin that are holding council a new form of governance and leadership inequality and always considering what's in the best and highest great good for all then all of a sudden as that's working more it gives people a better place to put their attention their energy their resources and all of a sudden we have a huge shift and that i believe that we're um, closer than we ever have been to mm -hmm. that threshold. And yeah. and that's really exciting. That's like the prophecies <laughs> of the golden age uh -huh. and the, you know, it's, it's totally possible and world peace is possible yeah. and it starts with inner peace. Mm -hmm. And so it's again, first filling up our cup and then, then we have so much more to give because how many people are running around with empty cups yeah. trying to help Most. out everybody. Right. Yeah. That gets exhausting. That like Drains perpetuates, further, yeah. perpetuates the same thing. And especially like mothers yeah. and like just the amount of things that the mothers are holding down, like, and have to deal with on the base on, on a daily basis is like, if we just like nature could provide more of those resources, support and honoring of yeah. the mothers in this world, mm -hmm. it could be huge shifts yeah. in healing, you know, like they're the ones bringing life into this world like yeah. you know and and here they still feel like unsupported and and they're like trying to work and and raise a baby and like and that 
that whole like stressed out situation, yeah. not feeling supported just keeps perpetuating. Right. Yeah. And so, so, um, you know, at every level, like really showing up for the mother, including mother earth, mm-hmm. what's in the highest and greatest good allows for like a huge ripple effect yeah. of, of healing through humanity. And, and the answers are always right in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, when we step into nature, yeah, it's always reminding us what's possible. Mm. Yeah, it's I, I love that you brought up <clears throat> mothers. I think they're one of the, call it groups of, of people that have suffered the most from this mindset of like an unhealthy radical independence. Right. Um, and for all of humanity, we've been tribal creatures, communal creatures that, that share and and provide resources for each other. And, um, I see so much cause I, I have a lot of mothers in my program and, um, there's like this, um, uh, like this sense of obviously doing their best mm-hmm. every, I believe every human is doing their best with the, what they have. And, um, there's also just this sense of like selfless rather than mm-hmm. self full. And, um, giving every ounce of what they have to this, uh, child. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think people start to see when they do this work is that all, while that is like the most, um, I mean, martyr in a lot of ways, you're modeling that behavior for your child and they're going to be carrying on. Don't take care of self and put, uh, put others before yourself. Exactly. Perpetuates, perpetuates it. Yeah. And so like, what can, I mean, you obviously are an incredible partner to the mother of your child, but like, what can people do for mothers Mm -hmm. just in a really like subtle, simple way to offer that support, Mm -hmm. be that support. I mean, a great example is, um, Josh Trent and Carrie, you know, they're dear friends of ours just moved to Austin. I remember when he just wanted to come visit. I said, yeah, come stay at our, our <laughs> guest room. You know, you, you know, you're going to want to move here. Right. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I yeah. just, I'm just want to come visit, you know, cool. You know, you're going to move here. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sure enough, you know, yeah. and it's great. Cause that's, that's happening a lot. Like mm-hmm. all these, these really key players are all getting the call, the intuitive hit to move here now for these exciting things that, that we get to co-create. And so they literally just had, their baby Nova and so super exciting and and so here's an example right like it takes a village so we get to organize you know like meal trains trains. yeah it's just such a (laughs) such a simple thing right Mm -hmm. that that way they don't you know they don't have to be like preparing all these things instead they can just enjoy and embrace those moments with full presence so that they can just embody those vivid, you know, mm-hmm. memories in HD with their little one as, as coming in, you know. And so the more we as a village can support that and, and share resources with people mm-hmm. going through that from the beginning of birth all the way through is gold. Yeah. It's, it's literally like um, just like you see in the forest, yeah. you know, an ill tree, they, all those resources. And, mm-hmm. and then... And then the mother can be, you know, because they're such beautiful creatrix, you know, in this, I mean, like their womb, they're creating life and they have so much more gifts to create and share in this world than just the role as a mom. Right. And so as they're more resourced, then 
they can step into that and those mm-hmm. talents and gifts and passions and then their children get to see that oh we're here to share our gifts our talents and our passions mm-hmm. and that shifts and changes the whole old paradigm yeah of the martyr yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh, do you do you uh imagine that's why a lot of people are feeling the call to austin is that it's there's like a new model emerging here that just people are attracted to a lot of reasons. Yeah. 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 There's, um, there's a prophecy from a wise man. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I wish I knew his name, but, uh, that what's happening here is we are able to hold counsel for a new form of governance that allows humanity to, to be in the highest and greatest good of all, like considering all things instead of, what's been done many times over and over of like not in the best interest of humanity yeah. and their health and all the best things, right? Of a, yeah. Of a very yeah, small we've, group. We've <laughs> like, thanks for the contrast. Yeah. We've seen what doesn't work yeah. for a long time. Yeah. A lot of examples. And so now there's all these epic souls and already are in, mm-hmm. in Austin, this area. And I think specifically called here because there's so much history here and it's the water. It's the freaking springs that flow through here. I, I find more and more epic places here in Austin and outside of that. I feel like I'm in Costa Rica yeah. and I'm just in awe. These like lagoons and cliff jumping and the, the, the springs and how the, the, the plant life, it's so much greener. Like I didn't even know the grass was greener till I got here, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and so all of life is just thriving yeah. by the water. Mm-hmm. through this like really rich life force of water flowing through these, these, um, you know, these springs that allows for thriving here. And then yeah. that creates a ripple effect. Mm. So it's exciting. Yeah. You know it's it? very exciting. Uh, mm. I love how like in, in all the possibilities of like all the things you could have mentioned, like literally the most precious, just natural resource, naturally mm. occurring resource was the thing. Yep. And I believe that too. Yeah. I believe there's really something to that. The so the land. Things. Yeah, absolutely. So really exciting. What's what's developing here? It's yeah. just the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Are you um, are you working on anything specifically here? Yeah. So um, my next endeavor is group trainings mm-hmm. for the inner peace process. I've mm-hmm. been doing for years um, this one on one work, and it's been profound. Um, choosing to take this process inward, discover the lessons, blessings instead of the, the old patterns has helped unlock and allowed for so many dreams to come true. Like starting with me and calling in my soulmate and, yeah. and a family and, and our house and all, and all the things. So it's just, you know, natural to get to share that with others and it's been profound, the results. And so I'm excited to expand that out to more people and get to share that medicine because What's great about it is once I guide them through and they experience it for themselves, they're tapping into their inner child that needs that love and support that's connected to the uncomfortable emotions that are showing up, right? And then once through this process, they understand how to connect with that version of themselves, how to provide safety, support, and and the love there. Then as that metabolizes in their system, they bring in new information and they're finding more and more golden nuggets and then they have more to share with others and it allows that energy to be focused on what it is they want to create so that's the combination of visioneering and so i give them a take-home version of this step by step 
that now anything that any curveball life throws them, they are they I like cool. It, look at my Batman yeah. utility belt. I yeah. got a tool for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's so you can lean into that easier, yeah. you know, and it makes mm -hmm. the dance with fear more fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you know there's so you something the in it for you. Confidence yeah. that you're resourced, like, yep, I've been here before or yep. a version of this, like, yep, okay. Exactly. I can go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then as they unravel like deep abandonment wounds and, mm -hmm. and heal these parts, then they can call in a, their beautiful soulmate and yeah. and like dive into this like new levels of intimacy and and like all the lessons and blessings in that and and the, your divine mirror and and so it's um it's been astounding to see the results um so far i feel like i'm just getting started yeah you know beautiful so. you've hinted at the the abandon mm -hmm. uh abandonment mm -hmm. wound i mm -hmm. think once or twice on this uh show um is that um, is that something universal, or is just uh, is it like a spectrum of how it shows up for people, and how is it there for you? Yeah, yes, yeah, some more than others, but it is in the collective, you know, yeah. and it's all interconnected, mm -hmm. right? From the moms not being supported, right? Right, and so, you know, for me, my journey was um, it was my four year old that needed that needed love, and I was feeling um, rejection, mm -hmm. and that was what I got to sit with noticed where that was showing up in my body oh man it's just like deep in my gut and yeah. so i would witness that connect the first time i ever experienced that rejection wow vivid memory came to me like that and it was when i was four one of my first memories my mom knelt down and i remember the smell of her leather coat i remember her lipstick color and uh and you know my parents just got divorced and she told me that she was leaving didn't know when i would see her again for a while and so that devastating news to the woman i love the most mm -hmm. is leaving i don't understand why yeah. so created this deep abandonment wound that played out consistently throughout my life yeah. um you know fast forward my college sweetheart you know my uh, the girl of my dreams mm -hmm. then was like we had this incredible relationship and then she ends up leaving me Right. And here I am like in left in heartache, Yeah, got over that and then didn't fully heal the abandonment wounds. So years later, my 30th birthday, I meet like the love of my life for that chapter and thought like, wow, we have this amazing future together. The passion's insane. And, and like dive in and she ends up, you know, breaking up with me eventually. And so this pattern kept showing up until I really sat with that projection yeah. and connected the dots and then got to visit my four-year-old yeah and and the first time i did this inner work he was like when i checked in with him he was like arms crossed like yeah. didn't even you know he was like f you you know no like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah i was like yeah didn't, didn't want anything to do with me and and rightfully so yeah. you know like, like oh, i've abandoned him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Right. how long has it been right yeah and so it took yeah. time yeah, and i just kept love, show, yeah. you know checking in with him like hey i'm here to support you now i know mm -hmm. i haven't been there mm -hmm. in the past and um little by little he starts opening up to me we get to hug it out and share some tears and and like just this beautiful witnessing of this energy finally metabolizing my system layer by layer and then I remember I checked in with him once and he was like so excited to show me like what he had created <laughs> on our old like table that we did art on and stuff. Uh -huh. And um, he was just like, yeah, check this out. And that was this rep representing 
like me stepping into creator consciousness mm -hmm. and then i got to just take him and, and like integrate him in my heart and like show him like look everything we have done yeah. like look at all these experiences we've had and and then he's feels integrated and along for the ride and, and instead of stuck in this old pattern of rejection and, and so so many people relate to this and um and so being able to do that was a huge step in calling in my queen yeah and, and taking space from even dating and all the addictive mm -hmm. substances that i was using at the time and even porn by quitting porn it helped me tap into my skill of visioneering mm -hmm. like realizing like wow i have such vivid fantasies yeah that like so much more palpable and like and and just rich than anything i could find on the World Wide Web, you because know, like it's created yep. by you for yeah, you. It's like, exactly. Mm. And so that that combined with finally healing my abandonment wound allowed me to call in my queen and um, some other esoteric practices and, yeah. and sex magic and fun stuff. And and I've never felt so safe, held, supported in a relationship before. I've we've broke through and beyond any level of intimacy that I knew was possible. And I don't have any secrets. Yeah. I don't have to hide anything, you know, and, and I've never experienced that fully to this extent before. And it just keeps getting better. And so that is always worth it. Yeah. You know, otherwise we just drag those patterns and that weight with us mm -hmm. and keep, sh keep showing up in our experience until we go to the source of where that was created and resolve it. There's, there's a few things I want to go mm -hmm. into there. And, but sure. when, when she showed up, did you uh, have to go through another iteration of that when she was really there physically present in front of you? Or were you just like, I have moved through this and now I'm ready? No, there's always layers to it. You know, like um, well, when she first showed up physically when I flew her out, you know, we had, had a few conversations on the phone. And it was like catching up with past lifetimes like it was so just this like very refreshing and she's so focused such a great visionary and she she didn't mess around like our first conversation on the phone she was like i'm looking for my king i want a family and i have enough friends and you know what did that bring up for you dude <laughs> i i literally thought like my old self was expecting me to be like okay thanks yeah. for letting me know i'm uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go now you know yep. like run from that and instead it was so refreshing for me mm. to hear those words because I was exactly, exactly at that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then after a few more conversations, it wasn't long before I flew her out, um, San Diego and she got off the plane and I, I picked her up and there were zero words. We just walked up to her and we just made out mm -hmm. and it was like the most electric, um, connection of like this, reemergence of like many lifetimes you know and um and i brought her some food and and it was just like so much magic ensued and and um and yeah there's always more layers that come up you know like um i've had so much healing around my mom with her yeah. you know and she's such a great sacred space holder and mm -hmm. and we know you know we trigger each other of course and yeah. and that's where the gold's <laughs> at and so um that that's been amazing yeah and and she even you know so connected to 
the astral plane and, and other, you know, dimensions that she was able to um, connect with my mother who you know, took her own life when I was 10. And so this almost like she's in spirit, like helping orchestrate and bring us together energetically in ways. And it's just so fascinating. You know, I remember um, having my hand on Brandilyn's belly with Sophia in the womb. And I'm just thinking like, man, she can't see us yet. But there's just this thin layer of skin between her and this environment in the womb and us. And she could totally feel and experience us and our vibration and my voice and these things and the way we connect. And I realized that's the same thing. There's this tiny veil in our experience here from all of our ancestors and, and those that have passed that are still with us and we can still experience them and their energy and their love and guidance. And so it was this huge epiphany and um, yeah, and that, that helped, you know, come to even more peace with, yeah. with my mom and, um, and she's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's yeah. been, it's been amazing. I appreciate that gift that, that helps me like really, you know, when you're that close to, to death and, and your loved ones that pass, like it allows you to really remember that everything's temporary mm-hmm. and to just give and get the most out of this life yeah. while we're here in this short yeah. vacation on earth, you vacation, know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Is, is there any way do you, do you imagine, is there any way for people to really feel that closeness with death without firsthand experiencing it? either themselves getting close or even dying and coming back or, or just someone so close to you? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great question because, um, you know, there's when it happens to you, there's that experience, which is different from just imagining, right? Mm-hmm. But when you sit and really ponder, like someday I will die or, or be on my deathbed mm-hmm. and, and tune into that. Yeah. that future and, and notice like, are there any deathbed regrets? Yeah. Are there any of these like gifts, talents, passions, things on my heart that I want to share before that deathbed comes before, you know, we move back into energy and, and then it's usually inspired action that comes yeah. after that. You know, it's yeah. like, it's really important to ponder yeah. death and, and, um, you know, being that close to it is has been such a gift mm-hmm. for me and allowed so much pain and and so much new levels of joy and expansion and and um and love on the other end of it so yeah mm. i'm reminded of that every day i'm starting mm-hmm. to come to terms with the mortality of my parents and, and therefore myself mm-hmm. and um i was having dinner with a, a a wise old man friend of mine he was in town and um he was sharing something about um his experience when his father died and uh, there was this realization that there's still levels of love that I haven't shared with my father. Mm-hmm. So after that dinner, I, I in the, sat in the car and I called him just like, yeah, love you. Like, like, no, I really love you. Like yeah. to the level that I hadn't expressed to that point. That's it. Um, and uh, it was such a reminder because even for someone who like does this work and I like practice every day and there's still like that reflection was like, Oh no, I would have regrets Mm -hmm. if if he or I passed today. Like, 
that would yeah. still be there. And that truth is inspiring. That's like the reminder to, I remember, you know, my dad, when my grandpa died, it was like the first time I saw my dad cry yeah. and, and he's six, five and he's like, you know, just a badass legend and my hero, you know? And so to witness him cry. And then I was so young, but I still remember asking him like, dad, what do you, what do you miss most about, um, grandpa? And I'm so glad I asked that question because he said, I just miss being able to pick up the phone and just check in with him and just shoot the shit, even if it was talking football or whatever, yeah. or listen to him bicker or whatever. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. I was yeah. so glad I asked that because I called my dad every week and yeah. would just check in with him and, and um, get to connect in that way. And that meant so much to me. And then one day, um, about four years ago, I got a, a call from him and he told me that um, he had stage four cancer and that um, the doctor said he only had two months to live. And so that news, I remember just that hitting me and without just reacting, I said, dad, do you want to live? Do you want to beat this? And he said, you're damn right I do. And I said, good, don't listen to a word those doctors said. Like, we're going to get you on all the greatest things that are working to cure cancer right now, yeah. naturally, and yeah. cut out the things that are causing, causing it. Cancer. And, and um, so it was this really, like, talk about embarking on a hero's journey. Mm. Like, I would get word from my family back in Washington, like, hey, dad's in the hospital again, and fly out there and roll up my sleeves and yeah. talk to the doctor and be like, hey, what does it take to get him signed off and out of here? You know, like I would even set intention before I go in the hospital of yeah. like, I'm not going to succumb to this low vibrational yep. environment. I'm going to be like Patch Adams and bring yep. some joy, joy and like <laughs> laughter and like my high vibes yeah. here and some vacation vibration where it's needed most. And, and you have to be and, really strong to do so yeah. in an environment, like yep. really in your center. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I had trained for that because I, mm. when I'd go to the DMV, same thing, yep. set my intention, closest place to hell, I'm going to have yeah. a party here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I made like yeah. eight people laugh in the, yeah. Yeah, in the, you know, in the DMV, I had a party there, you know, yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. And so um, that's the power of intention mm -hmm. and, and that creates a life by design instead of by default. And so... Yeah realized how valuable that was when I'm basically rescuing my dad, like showing the doctor we can do three laps around, you know, the, the floor um, to get him signed off and then take him out into the sun and get some vitamin D and on the, on the park and some earthing and every little smirk and like smile and laugh mm -hmm. was just like, I was fully present for that. Mm. Like I was really just cherishing all those moments when you hear that kind of news and um and i got to share everything on my heart mm. like we didn't always hug it out and have the the i love yous and stuff yeah. you know through my teenage we butted heads a lot and i think a lot of people can relate to that and and he was the strict disciplinarian and i appreciate him doing the best he knew how in that way and i appreciate all that and to get to that point where i got to share everything like how much he means to me and and i remember one time you know after all these times flying back like i showed up 
and I could tell by my brother's voice when he called me that it was different this time. And instead of two months, this was like two years later. And so in that two year journey, I got so many amazing memories and, and just like cherished moments with my father because recognizing death is upon us in any moment. And that time I saw my dad when I flew home and I just knew, I was like, man, this isn't why I'm here. I'm not here to save him this time. Like I'm, I'm here to help him transition. And that was a really challenging, um, realization because I sat there next to him with my hand on his shoulder while his friend played this song called let it flow. Mm -hmm. And I just let it flow. Like I had the biggest ugly cry I've ever been seen in, you know, in, in front right next to him so that in the depths of that sadness, I saw so much gold. Like I was just like, man, to be able to release liquid emotion as a sign, a signature of how much he means to me and how much I care about this man. And for him to witness that was just this really beautiful moment and, uh, and release. And so, um, you know, it wasn't long uh, after that, that I was holding his hand on, on his deathbed. And it, it made me realize like all the dots, everything, like all the medicines I was called to, like toe DMT, yeah. that scared the crap out of me the first time I sat with that I was like whoa like <laughs> my ego does not like this yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and had to work through so much fear and resistance to that and then sitting with that sacred medicine and blasting off to a space of where we go outside of these bodies and feeling the level of peace and serenity and bliss in that experience again like home and then coming back into this body, fast forward, I'm sitting here with my dad and I, I tell him, dad, we love you so much. Like there, we're always going to be with you and there's no need to fight anymore because where you're going is so peaceful, yeah. so beautiful. And he literally took his last breath after those words. He was holding on for us. Yeah. And that was such a gift, like <laughs> to get to be there all the way to the end with him and, and get to help him. And that was one of my greatest honors. Yeah, he's such a legend and, and always with us. He's, he's here right now. Yeah. 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 And he, he lives mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I get to carry the torch and every time I'm dancing, I'm, I'm celebrating his life too, you That's know, beautiful. and, uh, and he wouldn't want it any other way. So it's it's been quite a journey. Yeah. With death. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we all go there. It's just like how much how much do we enjoy the vacation along the way? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, such a great reminder for me. And um, for everyone, like yeah. call your loved ones. Yeah. Just check in with them. Mm -hmm. and have the courage to share everything that's on your heart yeah. with them. And they might not expect it or might not receive it well because yeah. they're not used to that even, but it doesn't matter. That way when we're on our deathbed, we can rest assured that, you know, we shared everything on our heart. Mm -hmm. and, and that's my biggest fear that supersedes all others is 
not sharing all the gifts, not sharing everything in my heart, not experiencing and, you know, creating as much as I can while I'm in this body. And that fear like way supersedes any other, these smaller fears that are, yeah. you know, minuscule compared yeah. to that, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that allow me to continue creating. You right. know? And, mm-hmm. and so that's a huge inspiration that a lot of people can use when, when you use fear to your advantage like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I really use fear as a guide. Mm-hmm. As a guide that I'm on the right track. It's like, yeah, it's I'm living life on the edge. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit afraid. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic's at. That's where the magic's at. <laughs> yeah. 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 When going out like backpacking, we're not taking the <laughs> the route, like the casual route through the woods. Right. We're going yep. scrambling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that's one thing I admire about you as well is you. you, you and I have a lot in common. Our Viking blood. Like yeah. we've, we've, we've played this game many times yeah. in past lives. And, and the fact that you are like, I, I can imagine you're similar with me in that, like your favorite form of self-development is play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like nothing, nothing quicker can show you your edges. Yeah. Right. Of like you lean into just getting wild, crazy, mm-hmm. whatever. And you can find that edge really quick of yeah. like, Oh, people are going to think I'm weird or how's this going to be landed, you know? Yeah. And that's what we get to lean into. Yeah. And that's why play is such a great form of, of self-development that and entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll really that's get, the, you'll, you'll you really get accelerated. Yeah. yeah. Accelerated self-development yeah. course, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you find all the triggers. And, um, so I appreciate that about you and, Thank you. and, you see it on the dance floor, dude. Oof, the way you yeah. shake your hips like Shakira. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no holding back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're uh, one of my favorite people uh, to see on the dance floor. That's, yeah. Likewise. <laughs> I'm yep. like, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like full permission. Yeah. It's like full permission. Our, yeah. our inner children yeah. get like full permission. Like raises to just, too. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, full, yeah. oh uh, we meant oh, full yeah. permission. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still holding back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> which we have done many times yes yes absolutely yes. enjoyed every second of it mm-hmm. yeah, to many more yes um beautiful beautiful this is a this is a really really beautiful conversation we we didn't uh quite get in this into the uh the sex magic yet mm. but uh we got into some juicy stuff yes we'll save that for another time we'll save that so, for for the next episode because yeah. i think we're running close to time here but um wow um like like every one of these episodes so far um i've i've chosen the the guests based on the person themselves not knowing anything about what's going to come through and like the the quality the depth and the breadth of Mm. what you shared today was just pure magic and so Mm. i want to thank you for that um God, I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the good stuff. I yeah. appreciate you, brother. And, yeah, um, thank you. And opening up this opportunity. It's such an honor and mm-hmm. truly a pleasure. And um, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. So um, where can where can mm-hmm. people find King Charles Clay? Yeah. Um, you know, charlesclay.com. And it's easy easiest to just connect with me on um, Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook, um, charlesclay.coach. And I love to connect. So I'm always reaching out and um, offering, you know, those that feel aligned for this type of work that 
resonates with them. Um, it's easy to hop on a call and, mm -hmm. and see, you know, what, where they want to go, what they're visioneering and, uh, how we can get them there faster. And it's, Beautiful. it's fun. So Beautiful. You can also yeah. be found mm -hmm. with me on any dance floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That's where you'll find us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just go to the and dance floor. Even at the DMV. Yeah. DMV dance floor. <laughs> Closest place yeah. to hell. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, Look for us there. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's uh, one last question I'm asking every guest and, um, the, the nature of this, this podcast is proven true in this episode about, uh, the most vulnerable podcast on the internet. And, uh, I want to thank you for sharing so vulnerably, but, uh, closing, uh, what does vulnerability mean to you? Mm. It means two things. Uh, what it allows for is greater connection and intimacy. And intimacy is into me, you see, right? So it's allowing others to fully see us in vulnerability. And that allows for deeper connection, understanding of one another, which leads to greater intimacy. Beautiful. Yeah. And you do it so well, brother. Thanks. Likewise. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on the show, Charles. And this was a fire, fire episode. I Absolutely. appreciate you. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, brother. Love you too. <laughs>